Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Hi, everybody. Here's what I want to do. I want to start off this episode with a brief apology. Um, I sure hope that no one took any comment that I made in the last episode regarding the hurricane in a negative way. I'm, I'm fully aware of the damage that that hurricane caused. My, my sole argument, I guess, lies and disappointment lies with the Weather Channel and just the media in general. So, I mean, I've, I've seen footage of the devastation, and it is absolutely awful. Uh, Fort Myers Beach is completely wiped out. Matt Lachey used to hang out there from time to time, totally wiped out. I just didn't want to sound as if I was being casual about the devastation down there. Again, I know it's devastating. I, I fully understand. Again, I've seen footage, and it, it's, it's very bad. Uh, so again, I'm sorry if if I came off as being maybe casual about the entire thing. Uh, certainly not my intent. With that said, there's a great deal of things, of course, that occur during natural disasters, and one of them is child trafficking. This is this is a huge problem. Uh, I actually moved down to Punta Gorda, Florida, after Hurricane Charlie, and I thought I could help. I thought I could again get a job down there and, and, and do my best to help. And I knew the kinds of students that I, that I was going to have, and I was fully aware of the situation. And like you've heard me say again in very early episodes, but we started teaching in FEMA trailers because the entire school was wiped out. And again, I'm, I'm, I know that they build the schools better today, so to speak, uh, certainly structurally anyway. I mean, they look like prisons, but, you know, hopefully they can withstand hurricanes. But when you have displaced families because they've lost their homes and FEMA moves in with their trailers, you end up being neighbors with people that you wouldn't have normally been neighbors with. And you end up living right next door to people, again, that you wouldn't have lived next to if you had the choice. Um, and it can make some of those FEMA trailer parks, so to speak, remarkably dangerous. And and that was the case with a lot of my students, and I have to assume that very similar things are happening down there as I'm talking to you right now. So I just wanted people to understand that I fully get the seriousness of the storm. I do know it was a massive storm. And again, I've seen the damage, um, at least five videos that are, you know, a few minutes long each, and it's terrible to say the least. So if I could physically go down there and help, I certainly would. But uh, I'm certainly praying for everybody down there, and I, I hope that uh, they rebuild and that they do so in a better and stronger way. Um, yeah, because again, hurricanes are a real thing, and they're not going to go away. With that said, I also fully understand that weather manipulation and geoengineering is a big, big deal. I fully understand, too, that a lot of these storms can be increased and elevated on purpose and amped up and i also know that they can be downgraded on purpose as well and uh, and weakened so to speak so i certainly hope that the weakening of these storms from a purposeful level occurs on a more regular basis unfortunately there's a lot of nefarious ties that go into massive storms like that and one of them unfortunately is an economic one and even a voter one. It has, you know, a lot of it has to do again with displacing families, causing them to move, leave, leave the state. And then unfortunately that ushers in the presence of potential illegal aliens. Uh, yeah, it's a giant spider web is my whole point, but I didn't want to downgrade. I, again, I, I didn't want to downgrade the seriousness of the storm and, and make it sound like I was being callous about the whole thing. I certainly wasn't. I fully understand what's going on. Again, I, I pray for everybody who's down there, without a doubt. And I hope that, again, like I said, that they rebuild and get back to some level of normalcy as much as they can. Okay. With that said, a few education stories here and a couple of, again, patterns that continue to evolve and occur with some regularity here. Uh, this first one, again, this is one of those things... You know, that I basically said that you just can't hide. You're just not going to be able to hide this. And this comes from WTOC.com. And it's titled, Another Varsity High School Football Team Cancels Remainder of Season. Now, before I even read the story, you can take a pretty good guess as to why their season has ended. 
this comes from Michigan, and it says a high school in Michigan has decided to cancel the remaining football games schedule for the 2022 season. Officials at Oakmos, if I'm saying that right, O-K-E-M-O-S High School, probably not, don't know, uh, said that the decision was made because of the numbers of players available and health concerns regarding the remaining players. WILX reported the team was playing with only a small number of upperclassmen, some of whom are injured. Most of the team is made up of sophomores or freshmen who are not yet ready to compete at the varsity level so the school decided to forfeit its final four games of the season. A school district in Nebraska made a similar decision at Lincoln Northwest High School earlier this month. The call there was made as a response to the high number of injuries the varsity football team has experienced this season so far. According to KOLN, the school's athletic and activities director said that 20% of the team is out for various quote-unquote illnesses and injuries. It says that students at Lincoln Northwest High School still will still compete in freshman, reserve, and junior varsity-level games. It ties in directly to that Substack article that I read in a previous episode, where again, the jabbed students and quote-unquote student-athletes are not performing at the higher level that they used to before they were jabbed. Not to mention all of the lies regarding this long COVID and all these variants and whatever else. Again, none of that's true. This is all vaccine-induced injuries, all of it. And again, they're not going to say that. I hope they would, and I wish that they would. I wish that some of these people in these environments would wake up to what they've done but again, as you've heard me say, it's kind of the perfect crime, and it backs all of these people into a corner where they would have to admit their own faults and their own wrongdoing, and then ultimately, ultimately come out and say, it seems that all of the quote-unquote jabbed students are the ones who are experiencing these ill health effects and not feeling good enough to play these games. Huge problem. This is happening all over the United States. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Again, how many local news affiliates are covering it? How many uh, local school districts are keeping it under wraps as much as they can? I'm not entirely sure, but this is something, again, that's just going to increase with time, I think. In particular, again, spring sports or winter sports. The colder it gets, the more sick people become, the more the jabs sort of set in, et cetera, et cetera. So that's something that... Uh, is certainly worth keeping an eye on as, as time moves on here. Okay, speaking of sports and sort of the transgender nonsense that continues within schools, I have a piece of audio I want to play here. This has to do with a high school girls who are banned, apparently, from their own locker room after voicing their concerns about a transgender athlete. I can't believe that this nonsense continues to exist. And as you've heard me say, if you needed another reason to walk away from both sports, the round ball games, and the K-12 environment in general, this is another reason to do it right here. I'm shocked also that more student athletes, quote unquote, don't just band together and just quit all at the exact same time. Again, if they're all on the same team or they're not all on the same team, whatever it may be, but just band together and quit. It's the fastest way to send a message to the administration and even school board members that you're not going to participate in all of this nonsense. Again, if you're, if you're going to school to play a sport, I would simply say you're going there for the wrong reasons. That's my opinion. However, if you're going there and you and you're going there to play a sport and or you happen to be playing a sport and something like this is taking place, just quit. Just quit. Walk away. Again, they can't have a team if you all walk away except for the one dude who thinks he's a girl. Again, it's just like the Penn State swimmer nonsense. If everybody just walked away, you won't have a team, which means that one dude who's pretending to be a girl can't actually compete. It breaks down the entire system, so just stop playing the game. Here's a little news audio about that particular story, though. 
regarding the high school girls who are banned from their own locker room. Give this a listen. A high school volleyball team has been banned from its own locker room while school officials investigate a conflict involving a transgender student on the team. Keanu Burks is live outside of Randolph Union High School where she talked with one of the players who is now facing disciplinary action. Keanu, what do you know? Vermont education policy says that students can play sports and use whatever locker room corresponds with their gender. But some members of the Randolph girls volleyball team say that they object to having one of their transgender teammates use be in the room while they change. I spoke to one of the girls. It's a huge thing. Everyone's asking, like, so why aren't you allowed in the locker room? Like, High school student Blake Ellen and her teammates are currently barred from using the locker room after some of the girls on the team objected to allowing a transgender player in the girls' locker room. My mom wants me to do this interview to try to make a change. Ellen says the dispute started when the trans student made an inappropriate comment while members of the volleyball team were getting changed. She says her issue is not with having the trans student on the team or at school, but specifically in the locker room. Biological boys go in the girls bathroom but never a locker room situation she says that fellow team members and parents have also raised similar concerns and have approached the school with them they were told that under state law the transgender student could use whatever locker room they identified with in an email to family school officials said that the school has plenty of space where students who feel uncomfortable with the laws may change in privacy they want all all the girls who feel uncomfortable, so pretty much 10 girls to get changed in a single stall bathroom, which would take over 30 minutes, when if one person got changed separately, it would take a minute, like no extra time. In the email to parents, school officials say they are conducting an investigation into allegations the girls harassed the transgender student. Lisa Floyd, the co-principal of Randolph Union High School, declined to go on camera, but in an email told me that student safety was the district's highest priority and that when policies are violated, disciplinary action consistent with the law will be taken. We also reached out to the state education agency, but didn't get a response. AOE policy states in part that the use of restrooms and locker rooms by transgender students requires schools to consider numerous factors. But the policy goes on to state that a transgender student should not be required to use a locker room or restroom that conflicts with the student's gender identity so every girl no one's allowed in the locker room no volleyball girls even during school to get changed for gym class no one's allowed from volleyball and the school says that their decision to close the locker rooms and launch the investigation should not be seen as judgment on either side of the dispute and say that they are continuing to work to create the safest environment possible for all of their students reporting in randolph kiana burks channel three <laughs> i have to tell you this is just, it's becoming more and more laughable with every passing week, isn't it? Isn't it? You see, a clown again, a clown can enter a castle. It doesn't make the clown a king. It just turns the castle into a circus. This entire thing is the butt of a joke. Vermont, ladies and gentlemen, Randolph, Vermont, the butt of the joke. That's what all of this means. When you're catering to the one at the expense of everybody who has common sense, your entire school looks like an absolute circus. This is unbelievable. I'm, I'm shocked that I'm living through this time. Absolutely shocked. But then again, at this point, nothing shocks me, really. <laughs> it's just too embarrassing. Where to begin with that audio clip? First of all, if you're a volleyball student and you have a transgender player on your team, quit the sport. Just quit it. Doesn't that, doesn't that by itself make things awkward? I mean, wouldn't that be weird? I mean, look, I kind of played baseball in high school. Kind of. I, I didn't enjoy it. You know, I, I, was, I was decent, but I, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like the people that were on the team. I didn't like the way it was coached. I was always analyzing things like that. And I just, re I mean, if all of the sudden someone showed up, a dude showed up wearing a dress or identifying as a girl, I'd have quit. And so would almost everybody on the team. I'm certain of it. I'm certain. If they were like, well, you know, Teddy goes by the name Sally, and he's got a wicked curveball. I mean, I'm, we would have quit. We would have said, who cares? We're, we're not going to be on a team with someone who's, pretend, who's just pretending. 
It's not worth it. None of it's worth it. None of those girls in this Vermont high school are going to be professional volleyball players. That doesn't even exist. They're not going to be in the Olympics. They're not going to go to college on scholarship. It isn't going to happen. Hang it up, girls. Stop playing the round ball. Start reading books. Understand who your enemy is. It's, it's, beyond, it's beyond nuts. And again, for, for the mother to prop her daughter up like that and the, and, the, and the daughter to openly admit it, my mom wants me to talk to you because she wants me to make a change. First of all, just make the change yourself. Don't, don't let mom, you know, say, get out in front of the media and address this and, you know, thrust you into the limelight for, for you know, two minutes or so. It's, it's not worth it. Just quit the game. Walk away. Start your own volleyball team, for God's sakes. I mean, if you're, if you're that desperate to play a game, just go play somewhere else. Well, we don't want to be mean to the transgender kid, and we don't want to, you know, whatever. Look what, look what they've done to you. Look what they've done to the, to the game in your entire environment. They've perverted the decision-making. They themselves are perverse, confused, and have a mental disorder. And now they're simply taking their own personalized confusion regarding their own identity, quote-unquote, because they continue to play pretend, and now it's confusing everyone around them, including very normal, sane people. It's wiping out common sense when we cater to this kind of mental retardation. It's just nuts. And there's actually a little audio clip here that I think certainly needs to be played, but this is an example of something that isn't played within school board meetings, let alone within schools. And that's the answer as to why these, whatever you want to call them, uh, mentally ill students or minors are being manipulated on purpose. Yes, this is part of the transhumanist agenda. We know that. We know that liquefying everything is a part of the agenda. I've said it before. I think the largest lie and the easiest way to lie to people about everything is you trick them on where they live. You, you, you make it sound as if Earth is a spinning ball hurtling through space at unheard of speeds, and yet we remain motionless on our feet on the ground. But if you show them CGI pictures of this, that, and the other, well, and they believe it, of course, then uh, you know, th they'll believe anything. If you trick a person into believing that they live on something that they don't, you can lie to them about anything and they'll soak it up. This is exactly the same kind of manipulation. You're flat out just tricking children into believing that they are the opposite sex and that's not and, and people are just going along with it. You've heard, you heard me read that Substack article, I believe, the beginning or late last week, whenever it was. Again, of, of all of the real things that people are doing when they support this kind of agenda, they're supporting mental illness and they're propping it up and they're giving it, they're giving it a face and they're giving it a name. What they don't know that they're doing is that they're supporting the brainwashing of minors both in the short term and the long term, which of course leads to endless health problems down the line. Depression, anxiety, suicide, you name it. Self-mutilation, for God's sakes. I mean, pick one. It's all of this. This is what they're really supporting. And again, if you can trick someone into believing that they're the opposite sex of what they actually are, you can trick them into believing anything. Now, this audio I'm going to play here lasts about two minutes and 17 seconds, if I'm not mistaken, and it's apparently a California Senate hearing on the topic of gender-affirming health care. This is an individual who, again, is a female, if memory serves, and they were pretending to be a male, certainly throughout their schooling years, and they regretted it. And then what they do in this testimony here is they flat out expose all of the lies and the purposeful manipulation that is going on with American youth regarding this subject. And they're 100% accurate. So give this a listen real quick. My name is Chloe Cole. I'm 18 and my story is not hyperbole. Starting around the age of 12, I began to believe that I was transgender. This belief was not organic. 
All the media I consumed as a kid showed me how stupid and vulnerable being a girl was. All the sexualized images of women gave me an unrealistic expectation of womanhood. I spent a, a lot of time online and quickly saw all the praise coming out of trans got on Instagram and other social media. I was a bit awkward in school and had some trouble making friends. Like many dysphoric children, I also suffer from a variety of mental health conditions, so I easily fell prey to the narrative that if I felt different and did not want to be a highly sexualized girl, I must be a boy. I obsessed over becoming a boy. I believed that all my insecurities and anxiety would magically disappear once I transitioned. The mental health professionals did not try to dissuade me of this delusional belief. I was fast-tracked into medical transition after I was diagnosed with dysphoria. In California, a child can pick their gender identity and a care provider questioning that would be considered conversion therapy. This wasn't a, diagnose, a misdiagnosis. It was mistreatment. My parents were told that the options were transition or suicide. They complied because they were not offered any other treatment solution for my distress. My distraught parents wanted me alive, so they listened to my doctors. I was placed on puberty blockers and testosterone after expressing my gender dysphoria to my therapist and I was approved for a double mastectomy all by the age of 15. No one explored why I did not want to be a girl. More and more kids are falling for the false promise of happiness if they transition. Gender clinics in the US are turning a blind eye to European countries or pumping the brakes on this experiment on youth. Who here really believes that as a 15 year old, I should have had my, my healthy breasts removed or that it should have been an option? When the CDPH got less than 300 reports of people getting hospitalized as a result of vaping, San Francisco banned vape products that same year. So I know that you care about the health of children, yet you are allowing doctors all over the state to remove the healthy breasts of children. How many more children's bodies will be destroyed before you actually listen? What is a sweet spot? A hundred? Two hundred? Thousand? SB 107 will open the floodgates for confused children like me to get the gender interventions that many so regret. I am the canary in the coal mine. Bravo. That's about all I can say for them. Bravo. Well done. They woke up from the matrix. And what's interesting, and I almost guarantee it, as many of us know, that when you wake up to one particular subject, in particular if it's something that happens to you personally, that's not the only rabbit hole you end up going down. I bet in very short order this individual is going to figure out where all of these ideologies come from and how old they actually are. And again, as they said, if you can trick them, into believing that they're a boy or a girl, well, you can lie to them about just about anything, and that's 100% right. The other thing, too, and this is the unfortunate part, because, again, you would think that common sense would rule, but not in the state of California. Gavin Newsom, their governor, of course, just signed into law that if you want to come to the state of California and get your genitals cut off or you want your breasts removed, fear not, California is the place to do it. And they're allowing it for just about anybody. And don't forget to hit Disneyland on your way out. I've played similar audio like that before. And one sticks out, again, just to revisit it briefly, but it was a mother. And she was giving a speech in Florida talking about, again, her child that she was sending to a public school as the mother herself was a stay-at-home mom. And I'm saying to myself, well, why again, why weren't you homeschooling then? But she sent her child directly into this environment where, again, they were a female and they were pretending to be a male and coming home and telling their mom and dad that I'm transgender and I'm really a boy and blah, blah, blah. Did they learn that in the home? Not in, not in that home they didn't. They learned it at school, which again begs the question, why would you consistently send your child to an environment where these kinds of behaviors are being rewarded, promoted, and not not frowned upon, not looked down on in any way. Again, at the very least, you can just say that they have no common sense. Like in the previous audio that I played regarding the volleyball girls. You know, they're afraid that uh, the transgender kid is going to be harassed. That's their concern. That's the school's concern. Well, we don't want a student to feel like they're being harassed. But look at who's being harassed. The entire community is being harassed. Because one person apparently holds the key to all the decision-making, and it happens to be the kid who thinks that they're the opposite sex of who they actually are. Again, just because a clown enters, enters a castle doesn't make the clown a king. 
it always turns the castle into an absolute circus. And that's exactly what's happening. It's going to continue to happen. And at the exact same time, these school districts are asking for more money. Again, levies are going to be on the ballots in schools all across the United States. When you vote yes for the school to receive more money, you're you're, you're voting yes on things like this. You're voting yes on all the diversity, equity, and inclusion policies. You're voting yes on the rainbow flag days. You're voting yes on the social-emotional learning nonsense. You're voting yes on the normalization of pronoun use to identify people. That's what you're voting for. Just like the people who support all of those causes and brainwashing ideologies and that mental retardation, everybody who supports that is supporting something that's way far worse, which of course is the end result, which is self-mutilation, depression, anxiety, drug use, and suicide. That's what they're supporting. But when you check yes on the ballot, your brainwashing, indoctrinated little school district, wherever it is that you live, gets a, gets a few more, uh, you know, a few more bucks. That's what you're supporting in the long run, without a doubt. Now, I want to shift gears here, and this is a particular story that is remarkably heartbreaking, as all of these are. Uh, again, jab-related, obviously jab-related, although apparently the family doesn't seem to think so, and it can't be more obvious. This has to do with a 20-year-old medical student uh, who has died of a heart attack one day after taking the vaccine. I'm assuming that this is their first shot, which really begs the question, how on earth can a person take their first COVID vaccine today after everything that has gone on and all of the information that exists that is out there? The sad part is that this right here shows how deep the brainwashing really goes. That it is possible that a person would still take a COVID shot even today, and that this isn't the only person who's done it. And again, this individual died one day after receiving it. It says, quote here, and this is from InfoWars, although it's everywhere, but it says the family of a 20-year-old medical student in Kansas is reeling after she succumbed to cardiac arrest within one day of receiving a COVID-19 vaccine. In a tragic Facebook post Tuesday, the family of Reagan Lewis commented that they can't say for sure that there's a link, quote-unquote, between her untimely death and the COVID shots she received one day prior in order to take part in nursing school clinical studies. Again, if you have to take a COVID shot to do anything, you need to quit whatever it is that you think you are going to do. It is quite literally a matter of life and death. That's what it is. You're going to die if you take these. If you don't, you won't. Certainly not via injection anyway. Uh, it, it This just blows me away. But it certainly answers the question, does it not, that if we thought that there were people out there who were completely unaware as to what's going on in the world, this is Exhibit A. This is a horrific Exhibit A. Um, her uh, obituary apparently said the following, in part. It said, quote, Reagan was also a talented artist who liked painting along with caring for animals. She was good, Reagan, her name is, was good at caring for people, which led her to pursue a career in nursing. Reagan worked her way up from a CNA to a CMA, and then in May of 2022 became a licensed practical nurse. And she worked at Colby Health and rehab, and was continuing her studies at Colby Community College to receive her associate's degree in nursing and become a registered nurse. Honestly, these parents have to wake up. They've got to wake up. And they really have to, again, jump to the forefront of these shots killing people because, again, I ask you this question. When was the last time you heard a politician on television, on any news outlet, anywhere? Asking for, screaming for, the complete removal of these shots from every possible avenue of society. We have doctors already 
who were allegedly on television promoting these shots. And now they're coming out and they're saying that they need to be removed completely, 100%. That they themselves have taken them. Now they're asking that they be removed and whatever else. Of course, those individuals will immediately disappear. They'll never be allowed on television. They won't be on any media outlet whatsoever because you can't have the public hearing that. And again, how many people who you know are, are single, double, triple, quadruple jabbed and are connecting the dots as to why they're getting sick? I'm not making fun of this individual who passed away, and I want to make that abundantly clear. That, that's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing, I hope, that people understand is, is I'm simply highlighting how deep the brainwashing goes and how blind people can be, even her own parents. I mean, l- look at her profession, for example. 20 years old, she's, she's deep into studying how to be a nurse, but she's not asking any questions about the efficacy of these shots. Not at all. Again, that I, I thought that's what nursing was supposed to be about. I thought that's what the profession and what science was supposed to be about. But what it is, what, what's happening here is it's highlighting, of course, what gets done within the nurse education field and, and how they are not allowed to think and they're not allowed to ask questions and they're not allowed to question medicine, quote unquote, and instead maybe even focus on health care and wellness care and how to be well instead of, well, everybody gets sick, so now let's just pump everybody with drugs. And again, she's working in hospitals. You have to assume that she's visited hospitals, that she's seeing and hearing things. Does she not know that endless people walked away from the profession because they didn't want to take the shots? People who have been in the business longer than she has as a 20-year-old? Evidently, she doesn't know that or didn't know that. Same thing with the parents. It shows the blindness on the part of the parents to not understand that endless people are walking away from countless professions because they want nothing to do with this. In particular, again, the quote-unquote healthcare field. It's very revealing. So if the parents, you know, anybody in a, in a situation like this, if they're in for or willing to hear a little unsolicited advice, allow it to be this, I think. Do not let your child or your family member's death be in vain. You'd better scream from the mountaintops that these shots are killing people instantly. Instantly. That needs to be the message. From all of these individuals. Again, we know that the media apparatus is remarkably strong and it's going to silence this as much as humanly possible. But my God, you'd better do whatever you have to do to break down those walls and to scream from the mountaintops that this is exactly why your daughter or your child or whomever that you know has passed away. That's the point. Let me give you another example here. And again, this is the more graphic one. I put a link to this particular video on my Gab page, and it came from BitChute. It was a series of TikTok videos that were created by this individual, whose name is Emily Herbert, and she has a GoFundMe page. Uh, I will link it in the description below if you're interested in reading more about the story. Um, It's it's absolutely awful, and she's suffering. And I emphasize the word suffering from Stevens Johnson syndrome. Stevens Johnson syndrome is specifically linked to an inflammation of the mucous membranes. We, of course, have mucus all throughout our body, uh, everywhere. There's no other way to put it. But an inflammation of it creates a level of, of absolute horror physically that um that is very difficult to watch and see and i'm certain experience experiencing something like this has got to be absolute hell on earth there is no doubt again in my mind that this has to be jab related without a doubt what's interesting is is that when this particular story started making some of these chat boards the discussion is really divided a lot of people are saying, well, it's, it's 100% caused by the jabs, and then other people are saying she had an adverse reaction to a prescription medication, which is true. 
that's something that does happen with with Stevens Johnson syndrome. The problem is is that it's remarkably rare, and we're seeing an inflammation again of autoimmune conditions uh, come about as a result of these shots. Again, there there is no more specific example I think that that could be brought up that Stevens Johnson syndrome, in particular in in Emily's case, is jab related. And there's no more specific example, too, that this is a biological weapon. If you see what has happened to her face and her body regarding all of this, uh, it's, it's beyond awful. But let me, let me read this, because again, on, on one of these chat boards, there was a very heavy back and forth as to whether or not this was even in the VAERS reports. And as it turns out, an individual looked up Stevens-Johnson syndrome or Steven Johnson syndrome, whichever way you'd like to say it. I've seen it both ways. But um, this was a particular individual. This is not Emily's case, but this was someone, uh, someone different from Kentucky. And they were vaccinated, quote unquote, on January 28th of 2021. And just seven days later started to experience the side effects of this. Uh, in many cases, Stevens Johnson syndrome can come about also I'll add this in before I sort of read, read this VAERS report description, but it can start in the eyes. And that was the case apparently with this Emily Herbert. It, it began as a inflammation of the mucous membranes around the eyes and the eyes became bloodshot. And then what ultimately happens is, is the eyes swell and they close and they become filled with mucus to the point where a person cannot see. Again, it's remarkably graphic. Um, if you're interested in, in, again, getting on the internet and checking out exactly what it is, go for it. But I, I also specifically taught this particular syndrome when I taught anatomy and physiology. It was a, I'll give you the context of, of the assignment, basically. It was, it was one of many autoimmune conditions that existed that were skin-related uh, regarding the integumentary system. And it was one of many that students could research on their own, and then they would bring it back to the class and then give a presentation. I was familiar with the, with the condition as a result, of course, of, of me putting it on this list of autoimmune conditions, but it was by far the hardest to watch because, again, there are people that are born with Stevens-Johnson syndrome, and um, it's awful. Again, you, you have to wrap yourself in bandages. And then, of course, the bandages have to be taken off, uh, and, and you have to be sterilized as best as possible and, and cleaned properly, not to mention eating becomes a very difficult thing. And uh, yeah, th there's just a variety of issues. But here's just kind of a brief description. But again, this comes from the VAERS report. So we do know that this does occur among some individuals who have received uh, the, these bioweapons. Here's the write-up at the very bottom. And this, I believe, was an individual who took the Moderna shot, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Moderna, there it is. Okay, it says Stevens-Johnson syndrome. One blister on lip looks like outbreak of herpes, horrible outbreak of psoriasis. A spontaneous report was received from a healthcare professional concerning a 73-year-old patient who received Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine, mRNA-1273 and experienced Steven Johnson syndrome, oral herpes, blister on the lip, which looks like an outbreak of herpes, and then it just kind of repeats itself over and over and over again. Um, in Emily's case, and she's a single mother, uh, it's all over her body. And again, the GoFundMe page shows a picture of, of her face. Uh, there are updates that are being provided. Again, if you want to go there and, and read a little bit about it, you can. It's, it's heartbreaking to say the least, but this is, a, again, a, a perfect example of, a, of what these bioweapons are doing to people. And again, you know, as blind as a lot of people are, they'd probably be jabbed and say to themselves, well, that hasn't happened to me, so I'm fine. A person can't be more myopic. You don't know what's going to happen in the future, just like I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But what I do know is this. This is a biological weapon. It's not going away. It's being rammed down the throats of countless people and countless professions, and there are still people lining up to take them. There is good news in this front, however. Apparently, 
that myocarditis commercial with the kid. Uh, I, I believe I, I certainly described that, if not played it on the show here, but that myocarditis commercial with the kid running up to the to the window of the shop and saying, "Well, you know, I'm, I have myocarditis, and machines and drugs keep me alive, and I'm going to be the you know the world's greatest uh, fashion designer in the future," and blah blah blah. Apparently, that commercial has been pulled and no longer exists. Because again, it was trying to normalize something that is not normal. It was trying to normalize having a deadly heart condition that's going to lead to an individual's passing in just a matter of years. So there's some good news, I suppose, but uh, it's beyond ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, here's here's the last thing. And I know this is kind of a shorter episode, but here's here's the last uh, last peer-reviewed article that I wanted to bring up. This too, by the way, isn't new, but as we'd expect, there's going to be more of this rolling down the line. And this is a particular case report that was published in the uh, academic journal titled Vaccines. That right there, I think, is, is, a, is a positive thing in that vaccine-related peer-reviewed journals are starting to receive more and more of these articles. But this has to do with an individual, again, after an autopsy and they found spike proteins throughout multiple parts of their body. You heard me bring one up a long time ago about a man in his 80s, and the spike proteins were found in every organ system in his body, including the brain. When, of course, Pfizer and all the other jab companies were saying, no, it just stays right at the site of the injection, and that's where it stays. Well, not true. So this was received on August 31st of this year. It was revised. On September 25th of this year, and then it was accepted just a few days ago and then published just two days ago. Here's the abstract, and that's what I have access to, I believe, unless they give me access to the full PDF, which they do. Hip hip hooray. Okay, well, anyway, here's the abstract. It says the following. Oh, by the way, sorry, it's titled A Case Report Multifocal. Necrotizing encephalitis and myocarditis after the BNT162B2 mRNA vaccination against COVID-19. Michael Morris is the author, the sole author of this. The abstract says the following, quote, The current report presents the case of a 76-year-old man with Parkinson's disease who died three weeks after receiving his third COVID-19 vaccination. The patient was first vaccinated in May of 2021 with the CHADOX1 NCoV19 vector vaccine, followed by two doses of the BNT162B2 mRNA vaccine in July and December 2021. The family of the deceased request an autopsy, requested an autopsy due to ambiguous clinical signs before death. Parkinson's disease was confirmed by post-mortem examinations and, furthermore, signs of aspiration pneumonia and systemic arteriosclerosis were evident. However, histopathological analysis of the brain uncovered previously unsuspected findings, including acute vasculitis, as well as multifocal necrotizing encephalitis of unknown etiology with pronounced inflammation, including jaleel and lymphocytic reaction. In the heart, signs of chronic cardiomyopathy as well as mild acute lymphohistocytic myocarditis, I'm saying all of that correctly, probably not, and vasculitis were present. Although there was no history of COVID-19 for this patient, Immunohistochemistry for SARS-CoV-2 antigens, spike, and nucleocapsid proteins was performed. Surprisingly, only spike protein but no nucleocapsid protein could be detected within the foci of the inflammation in both the brain and the heart, particularly in the endothelial cells of small blood vessels. Since no nucleocapsid protein could be detected, the presence of spike protein must be ascribed to vaccination rather than to viral infection. I'm going to repeat that sentence. 
Since no nucleocapsid protein could be detected, the presence of spike protein must be ascribed to vaccination rather than viral infection. The jabs did it. It then concludes and says the findings corroborate previous reports of encephalitis and myocarditis caused by gene-based COVID-19 vaccines, unquote. Now that's how you end an abstract, right there. That's how you end an abstract. Direct, to the point, the jabs caused it, period. Not the jabs caused it and perhaps we need to look into this a little bit more. We already know. We know what this is doing. That's how you end an abstract. This is an incredible academic paper. Absolutely incredible. Well, medical paper, rather. Again, here's the conclusions. I'm going to read the conclusions section. It's rather short. It says, quote, numerous cases of encephalitis and encephomyelitis, if I'm saying that right, may have been reported in connection with the gene-based COVID-19 vaccines, with many being considered casually related to vaccination. It then says, however, this is the first report to demonstrate the presence of the spike protein within the encephalitic lesions and to attribute it to vaccination rather than infection. These findings corroborate a causative role of the gene-based COVID-19 vaccines, and this diagnostic approach is relevant to potentially vaccine-induced damage to other organs as well, unquote. Also a well-written conclusion. That was well done. Taking harder lines on this bioweapon has got to be the way forward. Again, what politician is talking right now about any of this? None of them. None of them. That means they are your enemy. They are our enemy. All of these politicians. How many county health departments are being shut down right now? How many sheriff's offices are investigating this as a biological weapon? and putting people in handcuffs for delivering this, or walking into these health departments and tipping the tables over and crushing all of the vials. How many of them are doing that? I'm going to guess none. It's nice to see all of the sheriffs, uh, or not all of them, of course, but many of them gather together in the same room and scream at the top of their nice little lungs with their cowboy hats about, uh, about voter fraud. I mean, good for them. I'm glad they're talking about voter fraud, but while they're talking about voter fraud, there are people dying right in front of them as a result of these biological weapons. Again, if they're not talking about it, and this subject isn't at the forefront of what people are saying on the radio, ladies and gentlemen, they're missing the mark. I'm not tooting my own horn here. I'm simply saying not talking about this, not bringing the latest research to bear. And not wondering, rather, how this entire thing is going to unfold, in particular with everybody keeping their mouths closed as if it's, as if it's not going on, um, just continues to astound me. It continues to astound me. You know, you've heard me bring up the work of Steve Kirsch, for example, in the past, and I've even read some of his material on, on this show, and, and I agree with a great deal of what he says. There's a comment, unfortunately, that he made that I disagree with, and he said, we need Senator Ron Johnson to be reelected because we need him in the office in Washington, D.C., because he's the only one doing anything about the shots. That's not entirely true. And, and when I say he's, he's the only politician bringing up the shots, I mean he's not bringing up the shot business and the bioweapons enough. He's not bringing it up enough. Because he's gone silent on the issue, hasn't he? Well, is he really your friend? Is this really the guy we need around? Or, we do, or do we need people in public office who are screaming at the top of their lungs about this on a day-in and day-out basis? Pick a name. Pick a politician. Marjorie Taylor Greene. When was the last time you heard her bring up the bioweapon shots? Pick anybody else. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're right, left, they have blue, red, an R, or a D next to their name. They're not talking about any of this. They're not touching this with a 10-foot pole. This is the largest genocide that has occurred, period, from a medical standpoint, without a doubt. The largest one. I came across a thing the other day. It was a meme, so I'm not, you know, it wasn't sourced, so I don't know 100%, but 
It's said that upwards of 20 million people are dead worldwide from these shots. Upwards of 20 million, with that number growing. And is even Dr. Mike Eden has brought up, we've had billions take these shots. This isn't going away. And the politicians not mentioning this, ladies and gentlemen, it's been the biggest biblical exposure that we have seen of all of these people and all of these institutions. Because they are dead silent on this. 100% dead silent. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your enemy. That's your enemy. So with that said, I know it's kind of a downer episode, a lot of serious stuff going on, but that's, that's the state of affairs. That's the way that I see it. That's, that's what's going on. Again, you know, you turn on any of these radio shows, how many of them, how many of them are, are mentioning this? Certainly not in the mainstream. You know, the Clay Travises and the, and the Buck Sextons, they're not bringing this up. I've heard Clay Travis bring it up a few times. And, and bless his heart for doing so. But again, he brings it up in a sports context in many cases and that people have the right to not take it if they want to play a sport. That's fine and dandy, but it's worse than that. It's just worse than that. So I know that if you listen to this show, you know that I stay on top of this as best that I can. I'm going to continue to do it. I think that I've brought you the latest information uh, as, as best I can. And yeah, that's that's about it. I know it's not an upper episode, but these are the real things that are going on. And uh, I appreciate you listening. And there you go. So with all of that said, ladies and gentlemen, I'll catch you on Wednesday. Take care. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.